0: The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. We're in the middle, we're in week two really of a series that we're calling Audacious Faith. And Pastor Johnson kicked it off last week. And so over the span of, of a four-week uh, time frame here, we are discussing what, what Joshua chapter 10 would Talk to us about and we're gonna really we're gonna focus on this passage of scripture every single week and we're gonna hit it from several different vantage points But I think one of the reasons why I love this story so much and if some of you are wondering what is this story? Don't worry We're, we're gonna get into what the story would tell us, but I think that this is a picture of our church um, the, the story that we're, we're gonna read tonight in, in Joshua chapter 10 and, and it's also, here, here's the beautiful thing about Joshua 10, is that it's not just the story of a church, but it's the story of of our lives. And it's the story of what our lives following Jesus should look like. So I want you to keep that in mind as we kind of dive into this audacious faith, this bold faith. And I I, I really believe that the kind of faith that we're going to be talking about tonight, the kind of prayers that I'm going to kind of push you into praying and challenge you, uh, challenge you into praying for your life and for your family and for your health and for your business. These types of prayers are not reserved for these A-lister, you know, high-profile Christian people that have it all together. No, no, no. These prayers are for every follower of Jesus. Audacious prayers, faith-filled prayers or for every single person under the sound of my voice. So here's what I believe for you tonight. If you need God to step up in a big way and do something in your life, will you have the courage to pray a prayer that freaks you out? (laughs) Will you have the audacity to pray a prayer that sounds ludicrous to everybody sitting next to you? Audacious faith. Before I read this passage of scripture in Joshua, I want you, I want you to do me a favor because we're going to come back to this several times this evening, but I want you to engage your mind for a moment, engage your heart, engage your spirit um, with, with what we're about to dive into because I want you, here's what I know about you that we're alike in this sense is that you're probably walking through something that you need God to show up in in a big way. If you're anything like me, you need God to show up in a particular area of your... You need God to answer a prayer in your life that maybe you, you don't even know how to phrase that prayer, but you know it's there. There's something you're walking through that you need God to show up and answer a prayer in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. And I need you to, I need you to start thinking about that tonight. I need you to start thinking about what that might be and what that might look like. For some of you, it's there and you can't quite articulate it. For some of you, you've got it pegged down very quickly. You know exactly what it is, but as we continue to dive into the word of God for the rest of our time together tonight, I want you to to try to pinpoint what that might look like if you do have a need that only God can meet, a need that seems impossible for you to accomplish on your own. For some of you, maybe it's concerning a job. For others of you, perhaps it's, it's the reconciliation of your family. For some of you, maybe, maybe you're seeking purpose and direction. Some of you need an emotional lift. You need God to, to step into your mind and do a work in your brain, right? Some of us need that this evening. Some of you have been in a state of depression for the last six months, and you need your joy restored tonight. Some of you have been walking through some things that you just, you just need God to show up in a miraculous way. And I didn't, I didn't come on this Wednesday night to preach a pretty sermon, but my hope would be this. That what we talk about tonight, this audacious faith, would be a catalyst for what God wants to do in your life tonight. That he would start something tonight that would change the course and the direction of your life. But just not your life, but the course and the direction of your family. That generations would be changed because of the faith that is being stirred up in this house. The faith that is being stirred up in your life. See, I don't believe that Jesus saved us to simply survive in this world. I believe that he saved each and every one of us to change this world for his glory. And it starts with a faith-filled believer that believes that God can do anything, that that God can step into any situation and make a change, that he can bring health back to your life, that he can bring peace and joy back to your situation. Man, I'm getting fired up, and we're just starting. Lord see I, I feel like I, I see a lot of believers especially in this season of life who have been lulled into low expectation not great expectation but but low expectation but see the faith that we're discussing this evening audacious faith it it, it does something different it believes god for the impossible And this belief is not just a a once-in-a-lifetime belief, but this belief becomes a way of life. So it's not just for one situation, but see, you see God move in one thing, and you start every day you start waking up saying, you know what, if God did it then, I know he can work in this situation. And if he did this, then I know that he can do this. And it becomes a way of life, not just, oh, maybe, oh, this would be so cool, God. No, no, no. You walk in high expectation that I know without a shadow of a doubt that my God is able to do exceeding abundantly. So let's let's dive in. Joshua chapter 10, starting with verse 7, would read like this. So Joshua marched up from Gilgal. Once again, over the next few weeks, you're going to hear this passage quite a bit, so you're going to be real familiar with it by the time we're done. Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all of the best fighting men. Come on, if you're in the house, men, let me hear you say. Yeah, oh, you are definitely not the best fighting men. Wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Before we move on, let's just pause for just a moment. Did you you notice here that when God speaks in verse 8, that he speaks in the past tense? I have given them into your hand. But from Joshua's perspective, the battle hadn't even started yet. See, you serve a God who is able to deliver your enemy into your hands before you've even started the battle that you're walking through. I don't know what you came in here needing tonight, but here's what I know. The one that we worshiped just a few moments ago with our hands raised, he is already victorious. He has already won every battle that you are dealing with. There's nothing that can contain him. Audacious faith. But watch, watch what God does next. That was just, that was just the appetizer, and he, he does this. He says, after, in verse 9, After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel, who defeated them in a great victory at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road going up to Beth-horon and cut them down all the way to Azekah and Makeda. If you're looking for names for children, Verse 11, as they fled before Israel on the road down to, to Beth Haran and Azekah, the Lord, this is awesome, the Lord hurled large hailstones down on them from the sky. Some of y'all say the Bible's boring. It's because you don't read the Bible. This is, this is awesome. The Bible is not, it's great. And more of them died from the hailstones and were killed by the swords of the Israelites. See, God can do more in one moment of favor than you can do in a lifetime of trying. That's the God that you and I serve. So our key verse... For this evening and for this, this series. And it's really the way that I want to live my life by. And I want, I want us to try and, and live our life. And make this a, a way of life. Is right here. This, this prayer. And on the day, verse 12. The Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel. Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel. O sun stand still over Gibeon. O moon over the valley of Ajalon. Thirteen words. That would shake the cosmos. Not a very long prayer. Not these and thous. No, no, no. It was just, oh, sun, stand still over Gibeon. Oh, moon, over the valley of Agilon. And watch what God would do in response to the faith of one man. So the sun, what did it do? Stood still. And the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies as it's written in the book of Jasher. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since. A day when the Lord listened to a man. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. And I know the Bible tells us it's very clear that the sun has never stood still like that before. It has never happened since. I understand that. But here's what I want you to know that the same God who made the sun stand still for Joshua, I just believe that he longs to show himself strong and mighty to his children, to anyone who will call upon the name of the Lord and have a little audacious faith to pray a prayer that doesn't even make sense to you. I believe not only did it happen one time, Maybe not the exact same thing, but I I happen to believe that that things like this happen more frequently than you could even begin to imagine. It happens when a bold believer gets the courage and the faith that says, Lord, I want to live my life in such a way that it leaves no doubt that you are fighting for me. I want to live my life in such a way where people look at my life and say, there is absolutely no way That you could have come through what you just came through. if Somebody has got, there's got to be a big man upstairs that is walking with you and going before you. I want people to look at my life and say, surely the Lord was fighting for him. I want God to do such enormous things in your life that your next door neighbors just, when, when you walk out and they see what God has been doing in your family, when they know that it was torn apart and they see everybody coming back over for Thanksgiving dinner, they're just like, how did they get here? What in the world is happening? They have nobody to blame but God for the supernatural results that are taking place in your life. (laughs) Come on, wouldn't it be amazing to live a life like that? Where they can do nothing but just sit back and say, man, that has to be, I don't even know if I believe in God, but it would take a God to do something like that in their life. Wow. Some of you are in a situation right now in your life where, you don't even, you're, you're a follower of Jesus, but you're not quite confident that even Jesus could bring you out of what you're walking through. And you might even have a tendency right now to kind of be writing me off and say, you know what, uh, I'm not sure. You don't know how impossible my situation is, Pastor Brad. And see, that's why I don't come to you on my own authority tonight, but I come to you on the authority of the Word of God that says the one that we serve can do immeasurably more then you can ask or you can begin to think. Let me say it this way. If the size of your need seems too big for you, it's just the right size for God. If what you're walking through right now seems a little bit too big for you to handle, for you to even wrap your mind around, you're just getting started for God to do something amazing in you. It's not too big for the one that we're worshiping tonight. Joshua chapter 10, let's, let's kind of give a little more context as I think that it, it might help here tonight. As essentially, Joshua gets himself into a little bit of trouble. He's made a little mistake, he's made an unwise alliance with some people that he should have destroyed, and now he finds himself needing God to get him out of a situation that he got himself into. You ever been there? God, I racked up all this debt, but Lord, I need you to bail me out, Lord, I can't pay my bills. God, I married him. Don't don't look at him, don't, don't. God, I haven't been the parent that I need to be, but now my kids are far from you, and I need, to st- I need you to step in and help me in a miraculous way, and if that's you, if you've ever gotten yourself into a situation that you needed God to get you out of, then you can relate to Joshua tonight, and I'm grateful. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful on this Wednesday night that I serve a God Who will fight for a Joshua, even when Joshua didn't need to be in the battle that Joshua was in. God said, you don't need to even be fighting this battle, but I'm still going to be fighting it with you. Joshua. Joshua is outnumbered, but he sees God show up in a great way. He's about to finish off his enemy. And the sun, you, you can imagine this, the sun starts to fade away and he's afraid that if the sun goes down, then the rest of his enemy is going to escape and he won't be able to finish them off. And so, so he does something and this is, this is what I want you to key in on for a moment. Joshua remembers the promise that God made him, the promise that not one of his enemies is supposed to stand against him. That Joshua, you are supposed to occupy this entire promised land. And Joshua, in in what I'm sure was a moment of desperation, in a moment where maybe he wasn't even thinking fully, he prays something that he's never prayed before, that he's never heard anybody else pray. But what choice does he have, right? Right? Well, he, you don't have much of a choice here, so, so you just got to say what's in your heart and what's on your mind. And so he says this out loud in the presence of the whole nation. This is, this is pretty crazy. If this would have been me, I won't throw you under the bus. I'll throw me under the bus. Like something this big, this might have been like a, God, son, stand still. Hey, son, son, stand still. Right, and if it works out, then you'll give God all the glory. Oh, thank you, Lord. Woo! But if it doesn't happen, you don't look dumb in front of everybody. You know what I mean? Has anybody ever been there before? No, no, it's just me. Okay. But Joshua goes all in, and think about it. If this doesn't work out, we may not be reading the book of Joshua. <laughs> This is a really really big deal but but he started talking to the sun in the middle of the day and God responds to his bold audacious filled faith-filled prayer. And this is this is what I love and Pastor Johnson talked about this last week and I want to reiterate it but we know scientifically that this isn't even the correct thing to ask God to do. The earth revolves around the sun he didn't even get the prayer right he did like that he didn't even get his prayer right and God still knew how to answer what was coming out of his mouth God knew what he needed him to do and even though he didn't say it just right God knew how to step in and do exactly what he needed It doesn't have to be exactly right. God just loves your bold and courageous, audacious, faith-filled heart that will allow something that's in your heart to come out of your mouth and you don't even know what it is. Oh, Lord, what, what is that need for you? What do you have need of tonight that is crazy? That if you told your neighbor, they might look at you and say, What in the world? What does that look like for you? God's not insulted by your massive request. He's not insulted by the the bigness of your request. I have a feeling that He's insulted by our small ones. That's that's all you, that's all you want me to do. Do you know? Do you know that I'm the creator of the universe? Do you know that I created your body? Do you know I know everything about your family situation? And all you're going to do is ask me to do this one little What if you would just have enough courage and faith to just shoot for the moon and ask God for something crazy? I wonder what would happen. I wonder what your life would look like, your family would look like if you if you stepped out in faith and did something crazy like that. Have you ever prayed small-minded prayers? Not bad prayers, just small-minded prayers. I don't think there's bad prayers, but there are small-minded prayers. Watch, we've all, God, God just be with me today. God, just be with me today. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm the creator of the universe. Last time I checked, I, I occupy all space and all time. Oh, thank you for giving me, I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even know that we were going to be separated today. But thank you for giving me permission to be with you as you walk on the earth that I created. Thank you. Just, just be with me today, Lord. And our hearts are right. And I think we're, we're trying to be humble. And, and, and we say things like this. And, and I'm guilty of it. I'm, not, I'm preaching to me too. We'll pray things like that. Lord, be with me today if it's your will. Right? Like God needs an opt-out clause in his contract, right? Like, we, we, oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to opt out, to not answer your prayer. He, he doesn't need an opt-out clause. Stay with me, I'm going somewhere. Whew, man, I'm glad. I'm glad you gave me an out here, because... I didn't really want to meet your need today anyways. I got a lot of other needs that I got to deal with. And you said, if it's not my will, then praise God, I don't have to do this one today. He gave me the out that I've been looking for. But what if, what if instead we we got to the point in our Christian life, in our Christian journey, in our faith, where we were in step with God like Joshua was in step with God? See, God didn't make the sun stand still because Joshua said, Lord, be with me. Lord, be with me today as we go into battle. No, 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 read your Bible. It, it's not in there. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, sun, stand still if it's your will, Lord. Joshua got bold enough to say, Lord, I'm in a place of desperation. Desperation. I'm in, a place, I'm in a place of need in my life. But here, more importantly, Lord, here's what I understand about you. Of course, I want your will to be accomplished. That goes without saying. But what, what I also know, Lord, is what you have promised me. See, and I know, Lord, that you promised me that nobody is supposed to stand up against your people. And according to the promise that you made me when I started out as the leader of this nation... I need you to step in in a situation right now where only you can do that. I need you to step in and perform a miracle for your people right now. And once again, I think our hearts are right in these small-minded prayers, but the greatest humility that you can demonstrate, listen, church, is when you put yourself in a position where if God doesn't come through, then you're gonna look goofy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's the most humble position that you can put, where you ask for something so crazy, so so God-dreamed, so big, that if he doesn't come through, then then you kind of look a little crazy. That's the humblest thing that you can do is to say something like, God, only, only you can do it. I can't do this. This is up to you and you alone. Lord, would you, would you make the sun stand still right now? I got, I got a few more enemies left here that I need to take care of and I'm not gonna be able to do it if you don't step in in a miraculous way. I wonder this evening if... Some of you in the house would be bold enough to allow that need that we thought about earlier to start to surface. That it wouldn't be buried somewhere down in here where you're intimidated to even ask your Savior for it. I don't know what it is for you. It's different for every single one of us. But I wonder if tonight is the night that you get bold enough and you allow your faith to rise to the surface and say, God, I just need you. This is not about me. It's not going to happen. Even if I try as hard as I, if I stay awake 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I can't do it. But I need you to step in, Lord. See, I'm just believing that right now God is speaking to some faith-filled Believers. That he's saying, listen, you've been lulled into low expectation of what I could do. I know this last year has looked different. I know church has looked different. We, we've had to go about things in a different way. But can I tell you, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am your God, and I am here to answer your prayers. I hear every prayer that you cry when you're laying on your pillow at night. No prayer that you make goes unnoticed. What would you have the courage to ask him for tonight? What would you have the courage to call his name and say, Lord, I need you to make this happen. I can't do it on my own. Because listen, what you ask God for is a direct reflection of who you believe he is and what you think he's capable of. See, if, and, and this is a great starting point. Lord, be with me today, but we can't stay there. The God that you serve is bigger and big enough to supply all of your needs. Does anybody in the house believe it tonight? The God that you serve is a healer. The God that you serve is a deliverer. The God that you serve is a restorer of families and marriages. I wonder if anybody's faith in the house is being stirred right now. Would you stand with me all across the building? Come on, can you give God some praise tonight? Can you put your hands together for what he's about to do in this house? For the prayers that he's about to answer, for the way that he's about to make in your life. I don't know, I don't know where your faith is tonight. But I know the God that you serve is ready and waiting to hear you call his name. He's ready to act on your behalf. And I don't have the formula for how he does it or when he does it or why. I I don't, I don't, I don't, that's not my business. I don't know. But I know, I know he knows how many hairs are on your head. I know he cares about you more than you can begin to imagine. I know that he cares about your family. I know that he cares about your past, and I know he cares about your future, and I know he cares about every aspect of your life. That is the God that we serve. I want your faith to be increased this evening as we're, we're talking about audacious faith. And in just a moment, we're gonna pray that God would do some amazing things in whatever it is that you need. But before we do, before we do that, let me share this with you really quick. Remember, Joshua was the protege to Moses, which means that Joshua would have seen many of the miracles that the Lord performed on, on behalf of Moses, He would have witnessed the parting of the Red Sea. And I just have to believe that in a moment when Joshua is fighting, and he needs the Lord to show. I just, I just have a feeling that Joshua, maybe he just went back in his mind to that moment when he saw God step up huge for Moses. And he said, Remember the, the stick thing, right? And the, the, the sea thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sun stands still. Why, why not? I can pray that prayer. But Joshua, listen. Joshua didn't copy Moses' miracle. Did you notice what, what he did copy, though? Was Moses' faith. He said, if he did listen, he, he trusted God, I can do it. And if he did it for him, I know he can do it for us right now in this moment. So let me let your faith be increased this evening. If you are in the house right now and you have ever seen God perform a miracle in your life, something that you know it would have never come to pass if God didn't intervene, would you throw your hands in the air right now? Leave it in the air. Now for those of you that have never seen God come through in a miraculous way, I want you to look around right now. Look around. Listen, you can't mimic the miracle, but you can allow your faith to be increased right now by what God has done in the lives of his people. (laughs) I feel faith rising in the house right now. I feel faith rising. Come on, do you feel your faith at a high right now? Do you believe God is able to do exceeding abundantly? If you're in the house right now and you need God to do the miraculous in your life, here's what I want you to do. I want you to step out from where you are and I want you to make your way down to the front. Can you do that quickly? Come on, I, I, I'm talking about a big thing. I'm, ta- I'm talking, to you. if you can do it on your own, then stay at your seat. But if you need God to step in right now, we're going to believe right now that God's going to step up to the plate for his children. Yeah. Come on, I see a lot of faith-filled believers walking the aisles tonight, believing that God is able to meet every need that they've got before him in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Lord, right now, God, you see the needs of your people. God, you see the acknowledgement. That we can't do it if you don't step in right now. And so on the count of three, we're going to speak our need. We're going to make it known. It's not going to be hidden in our bellies any longer, but it's going to flow from our mouth. On the count of three, I want you to speak it out what you need God to do in your life. One, two, three. Let him hear it right now. What is it? Yeah. Come on, let him hear it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Lord, do a work right now. God, step in right now. Come on, do you feel him making a way in your situation? Come on, he's making a way in the wilderness. He's bringing family back together right now. He's breaking the chains of addiction in your life right now. He's bringing salvation to your home. He's bringing your children back home. Feeling good? That again, how's everybody feeling on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last song worship was my jam. Like in Bible college, last year I just graduated college. I had that song on repeat, and I, honestly, I don't even listen to music very much. My wife is a music freak. I don't listen to music much, but that is the one I I tend to just come back to and randomly I'll wake up in the mornings and I'll I'll find myself singing it. I I guess it's because I had it on repeat. A college student in the day. Hey, before I I wonder if we can give him a shout of praise for what he's gonna do in your situation. Come on, can you praise him like it's already done? Can you tell him thank you for making a way? For performing a miracle in your life, thank you, Jesus. Thank have you, Jesus. Clear mic, bring it up. That'd be awesome. Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hey, here's what I know. Here's what I know. That the God that we serve is working on your behalf. He loves you. And when you see God do it, the moment that you know it's done, here's what I want you to do. I want you, maybe it's just a fall on your knees. Maybe it's a phone call that somebody, it's a random part of the day. I want you to hang that phone up, and I want you to give the loudest praise to your heavenly Father that you can. Because it's not about us, it's about Him. audacious faith audacious faith so here's your homework you're gonna walk out of here tonight believing that the God that you just called upon is big enough strong enough and mighty enough to meet the need that you just brought before him now we're, we're moving up to middle school homework okay it's not just one subject here's your second part of homework That if what you just prayed for doesn't get answered in the first week or the second week and the enemy starts to jump on your shoulder and tell you all that was just just a a moment of emotionalism, that in essence you're going to look the enemy in the eye and say, no, 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 I know what God did that night and I'm going to hold on to the promises of God. I'm not going to lower my head, my chin's going to be up because I know my God is for me. Come on, is anybody grateful for Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. We got to get out of here. Let me pray over you. Lord, right now, I thank you. I thank you for your presence that is so strong in this place. Lord, I thank you for the worship tonight. I thank you for my Bible college jam. Lord, I thank you for some crazy faith-filled believers that refuse to be lulled into low expectations, but we know what you're capable of. We know what you've done in the past. We've seen you perform miracles. We've seen you step up to the plate on our behalf, and we're excited that you're going to do it again for us, Lord. We're excited about what is before us. Thank you for who you are. Bless us tonight as we go home. Keep us safe on the roads, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, before you leave, turn around, air high five somebody. We'll see you back in church on Sunday. God bless you. Have a great night.